0: Yes. Do we have any volunteers to help us get the Heights at Nags Head started? We've we got every a, a service. Thank you, Jay. You'll go right now. Yeah. Actually, I, had, uh, I think I had two or three deacons last week surrender to the ministry when they saw that, that video. Uh, that video is not an announcement that we're about to start the Heights at Nags Head. It doesn't mean we won't. That's just not an announcement of it. We'll find out a little bit about that in a moment. Uh, folks, you might remember last week I did a message uh, on six reasons why I tithe. Why Karen and I give 10% of our gross income to this church. And as a matter of fact, we, as we look at, Karen and I personally, as we look at Malachi 3 and understand the concept of storehouse giving and providing for the daily running of the temple, we've made the decision we give all of our tithe to the budget and then everything we ever do with building or with uh, missions, we do above and beyond the budget. So I explained six reasons last week why we do that. And the last one was because I want to do something with my money that counts, something that, that it makes it last forever. And uh, folks, I want to, just like everybody else, pay bills. I, I want to be able to provide for a family. There's things on this earth that I want to enjoy, that I want to get to do, places I want to go. But, but I want to do something with money. And God calls us to do something with money that counts. That counts for all eternity. All resources, not, not just a tithe, but all resources that land in our hands, 100% of that belongs to God. And He allows that to come to us to, to test our faithfulness, To test our faith. And I think to give us an opportunity. An opportunity to be like Him. To take what we possess and use it to create, to bless, and to serve others. As we walk through the Bible, all through the Old New Testament, we're taught how to give, and how much to give, and what to give, and why to give, and our our attitude in giving. There's a lot of teaching there on how we do that and what we do. You know, in a lot of places in the world... They've got one way of doing that. they got one church, one ministry, one place that they can do their giving. Now, as Americans, that's not true for us, is it? Man, we got options everywhere. There's not only churches everywhere, but beyond the church, there's a variety of great ministries and maybe specific kinds of ministries that we're very passionate about. There's all kinds of ways that we can give. Now, I think the average person is going to begin their giving, do a lot of their giving in the church that they belong to. Where they, where they worship, serve, where they minister, where they're ministered to. They're, they're going to give to that family that they walk with Christ with. Have you ever thought about that as, as your church? You, know, you look around the room and you think about the people in here with, this is who I follow Christ with. This is who I walk after Jesus with. And we're going to do a lot of our giving right here Inside our church, and I believe that, that that's where it should begin, and then there's places outside of that, but we got all kinds of options and places that we can do that. I've actually had, actually had people ask me uh, over the years, not a lot, but I' probably have had half a dozen or so uh, come up to me at different times and say, y- "You know, I-, I go to such and such a church over here, but I, I don't agree with what they do with the money or." How they handle the money. What, what should I do about that? And I have the same answer every time. Change churches. That's what you should do. But folks, giving is not a, a little piece. You know, there's, you come here to Colonial Heights. There's things you like. There's things you could, nah, I could do without that. But, you know, as each of us decides to join a church, we, we look at some things. We know no place is perfect. We know no place has everything. But we accept certain things and we put up with other things. But but giving's not one of those. That's too big to the ministry of the church. It's too big to your own walk with Christ. You need to be in a church where you can joyfully, willfully, uh, with a sense of excitement, be able to give. If you came up to me at our church and said, I don't feel like I can give here. I don't, I don't you know, like what you do. I don't like how it's handled. Then I would tell you, join another church. Find that place where you can willfully and excitement give to the Lord. Find that place. Now that did make me stop to think, well, I wonder, are we that place for our church family? And so last week where I looked at six reasons why I give, why I tithe to the church, this week I'd like to look at three reasons as we kind of wrap up this series on giving. I'd like to look at three reasons of why I tithe at C.H. Baptist. Why I like to do my giving right here. First reason, this is important to me. I don't know if it's important to you or not, but for me, man, I give here because uh, the, the, the money here is handled with the highest of sound business principles. And with integrity. You know, every single year, as a matter of fact, it's coming up. uh, Every single spring, we have an audit. We have an outside uh, independent um, accounting firm come in and do a complete audit... Of all of our books. But they're not just looking at books. They don't just see if the, if the numbers add up at the bottom. They look at our software. They look at our security. Uh, how, uh, accountability. How decisions are made financially. How move, money's moved from one place to another. They look at all of that. And every single year we get the highest of commendations. So I know that the money's being handled here appropriately. It's also being handled with discipline. You know the last nine years... We have received more than we needed for budget every single year. Well, now that doesn't happen in a lot of churches. Nine years in a row, whatever our approved budget was, when the year was over, we had received more than we needed. Now, you know, when money's coming in, I think this is true in a home, I think it's true in a business, I think it's true anywhere. When the money's there, we get a little bit relaxed. You know, you get a little bit comfortable because you don't, you know, it doesn't have to be as careful. And it gets easy to kind of get spending when the money's coming in. But in all nine of those years, every single one of them, that we received more than we needed for budget, not one of those years did we actually spend the entire approved budget. We didn't let any ministries go undone. We didn't let any needs go unmet. We're always going to be as aggressive as we can at fulfilling and doing ministry. But we're also careful. We're also disciplined at that, and Boy, this year, uh, it's, it's made a pretty big difference. This year, we are, as a matter of fact, when I talk about this year, we have a fiscal year here at our church that runs from April to March. So we're coming up on the end of the year, four more Sundays in this fiscal year. And it looks like, quite possibly, this might be the first year that we don't collect the entire budget. Uh, it's going to be close. It, it could still happen. But it looks like this might be the first year that we don't. It'd be off by a very small amount, less than a percent. We're going to collect 99 point something. But even in a year where we didn't collect all of the budget, potentially, all bills are paid. Cash flow is as strong as it has ever been. Now, again, folks, when I give money, I have actually given money to a place before. Some of us maybe have done it to a place where we've done it with a person. You ever given money to somebody and then you step back and think, I don't like the way they do that. I don't like what they're doing. With it. I ain't doing it anymore. I'm not giving any more to that. I mean, it matters to me how it's being handled, how it's being taken care of. And uh, I think here at Colonial Heights Baptist, we have an opportunity to give to a place that's running with good, strong, sound business principles and has good discipline in how they're handling the money. Second reason I like to give here at Colonial Heights Baptist, I like to see what it's done. I can see what it's doing. I mean, I walk in here every Sunday and say, man, look at this. They must have paid the light bill this month. You know, the, 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 bill, the bills are being paid. I mean, folks, like I, I've said before, don't ever forget that ministry requires good, cold, hard cash. I mean, it takes that to pay bills, whether we're paying a, a light bill or a mortgage bill or the reams of toilet paper that we buy here at Colonial Heights Baptist Church. But, you know, we're not, we're not putting money in a plate just to pay bills, just to, just to send money to the light company or to the toilet paper company. It's the opportunity that paying those bills gives us. When we're paying those bills, it's producing for us an opportunity. And folks, this past year, man, we got to see that giving, that opportunity accomplish a whole lot. tried to capture this in just a few moments of a video. Turn your attention to the screen. It's been a pretty good year. You know, better than a poke in the eye. Uh, Man, what a great year we've had at Colonial Heights Baptist. That was this year. That wasn't the last 10 years, that was in the last 12 months what has happened here. And folks, it's giving, it's funding that provides for the opportunity to do all of those things. And you know, folks, whether every year is the best or every year is the biggest or every year is the most, however the numbers end up playing out at the end of a year, the bottom line is, man, when I give here, I know it's reaching people for Jesus Christ it's giving them an opportunity to grow in Christ, to mature in Him, to be equipped, to be trained, to carry that relationship out into their community, out into the entire world so that they can show Christ to others, share His church with others. Man, our, our giving is giving a positive name for the name of Christ in His church in our community in our world. A third reason, the last reason I like to give to Colonial Heights Baptist Church folks is not just what I look back and see that it's doing, but I give because I get excited about where we're going and what it can do. You know, when I talk about where we're going and what it can do, I don't necessarily mean all new stuff. We're, we're not doing anything we've done in the past. That's old. We're doing just new stuff now. No, we're, you know, our new journey is going to continue to do some of the same great things we've been doing. Big news flash, we're doing vacation Bible school this year. Just like we did it last summer, we're going to do that. We're going to do it with a commitment to do it the best we've ever been, to reach the most kids that we've ever reached. We're going, to, we're going to go on the beach retreat again with our youth. We're going to go down there and spend a week with them and invest in their lives to better prepare them for the world that they're entering. Giving them an opportunity, as I mentioned a moment ago, it's funding that enables us to say, hey, if you've got a friend that's not in church, you've got a friend that's lost, you think this retreat would be good for them, bring them. Bring them at no cost. Again, now folks, when I say no cost, we don't have a little wand that we wave over that kid and then everything around them now is for free. No, it costs. It costs to reach out. But man, I don't know about you, but if putting money in the plate is what enables us to invite that kid, then pass the plate. Let's do that. Let's, let's reach those kids. And we're going to do new exciting thing here this coming year. We're going to have church every Sunday. Pretty exciting, isn't it? You, know, you you might do yeah. <laughs> Not much a vote of confidence there, was it, Dale? <laughs> uh, you, you know, folks, you might do the math and figure out Sunday is our most expensive day. <laughs> this is this is where a lot of the budget ends up making this day happen. But this is the day. You think about it, this hour right here, and the couple that followed it is what makes everything up there you saw happen. The giving in this hour, the worship, the discipleship, everything that goes on in this hour is what makes everything we just saw up there happen. So this is a big moment. Yeah, we're going to invest a lot in making this day happen, whether it's in here or back there with our children or in a Bible fellowship room. We're going to continue to do that. So while we move forward with a commitment to do some of the same things we've done, some of the obvious things like having church on Sunday, while we're going to move forward and do that, we're also going to be looking for new ways. New ways that we can have a greater impact on our community and world. One way we've been studying and looking at as a matter of fact, I mentioned it about a year ago, but something we've been doing and really trying to understand is this concept of going into multiple sites or multi-siting. And, you know, I thought about this this week, folks, to a degree. You know, we're already doing that. You say, what do you mean? Right now, we are one church at multiple hours. Do you realize this morning that when you woke up, realized you were, you know, were out of milk, sent somebody to the store to get milk, tried to get the coffee maker to work. Do you realize there was already an entire church here worshiping at 8.30 this morning? 8.30, there's already a whole group of people here worshiping, here back in Bible fellowship class. They're gone now. You know, they're in their shorts and t-shirt, eating Doritos, watching the start of the Daytona 500. They don't even realize there's a whole church up here right now. See, we're one church in multiple hours. Now, if you got that in your mind, just take it a little bit of a step further of becoming one church in multiple locations, one church at multiple sites. Each of those sites is distinctive. They have a campus pastor. They have a campus staff. They'll, they'll do some ministries unique to that particular community that they're, they're serving in. There, there'll be a commonality between the sites and, and us. And that there's a common preacher. There's a, a common budget. There's a common vision. There's a common work that is going on. That staff out there maintains meeting and working with the staff that is here. We become one church In multiple locations. Folks, I believe that what God is doing here is very unique and special. We want to carry that as far as we can. I don't think this is the only church that God is doing something unique and special. Not at all. There's a lot of churches that that's happening. But it is happening here. And I believe we have a mandate to carry what we're experiencing with God, what we're learning of God, and carry that as far out as we can. I believe what's about to happen, folks, is God is about to expand, or maybe I should say God is about to blow up our concept of what our community is. We've said for a long time, we want to impact our community and our world. I think there's a way that we can see our community get larger and larger and larger. We already have so many people coming to us from, from communities that, that are out there, a good distance from us. A matter of fact, you just saw Michelle Besser up here singing. Michelle did a great job this morning, didn't she, with the choir and the praise team? She got a little bit more comfortable with each hour. First hour, she just kind of stood here. Then she was moving. Dale, I think if we'd have had a fourth hour, I think she'd been running laps. I really do. She's getting getting wild there. So, but, uh, you know, Michelle and her family, they come to us from Midlothian. They're driving a half hour every Sunday to be a part of what we're doing here. So the idea of multi-siting, and it doesn't mean they'd ever have to leave this building. But the idea of multi-siting, if somebody's coming to us from another community, especially when we see a significant number of people, coming from another community and we say, hey, you want to be C.H. Baptist? We think that's awesome. We want to help you be us in your community. Because isn't really our best opportunity for reaching our classmates and co-workers and neighbors is in our own community. So we want to take what God is doing here and expand it out to communities around us. Have we been studying this and, and looking? As a matter of fact, several of us met with some churches in Dallas uh, back in, in January, and, and we're seeing churches, they do this. Sometimes a site is 15, 20 minutes away. Sometimes it's two, three hours away, and even crosses state lines, like, well, Nag's Head, Jay. Are you taking Holly with you? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I, you know, I don't know that that's what we would do. I mean, we'll look at a later time to see if that's what God leads us. But folks, what we're doing now is we're creating a critical path that I think will end in about 2013. I think somewhere in the spring, maybe the summer of 2013, we could see us opening our first multi-site. But where that critical path begins is with prayer. And I'll tell you what I'm praying for. I'm praying for something very specific. i was been praying for a long time about the where and the how. And I'm not as much praying about that right now. That'll get worked out. That'll get revealed. Right now, I'm praying for a God moment. I'm praying for a moment. I don't know how God will answer this prayer. I don't know what He'll show, what He'll do, what, what circumstance He'll provide. I, have, I really have no idea. I'm just praying for a God moment where, where not just the pastor or the staff, but where the entire church sees Oh my gosh, this is what we must do. This is what we have to do. You know what it reminds me of? for those of you who've been around long enough? I'll tell you what I'm praying for. I'm praying for something like that moment when we sold the church down at the other location. That moment, that happened so fast and so profitable and, and opened up, just it gave us the ability to start moving forward. And I think a lot of us down there, all of a sudden we realized, hey, th- you know this idea of moving, it wasn't that it was a good idea. It wasn't that it was an idea that was God was blessing. It was that it was God's idea. And we were getting on board with what God was doing. And I'm asking God to show Himself in that way on this. That as we think about how and where and when we carry this church to communities around us, maybe Central Virginia, maybe all of Virginia, maybe other states, that we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God wants to take what's happening here And begin duplicating it through us in other places. See, when we give, we're funding ideas like that. We're funding a passion and excitement like that. Folks, when you give, you are spreading the name of Christ and His church positively all over our community. All over our world. We're going to begin praying about that, by the way, on March 14th. Now, You you can actually pray about that this afternoon if you want. But on March 14th, that's a Wednesday night, we're beginning a new service called One. And I'll explain One at another time. But it's a, it's a service on Wednesday night. We're going to do it three, four, maybe five times uh, over the course of a year. We'll come in here on a Wednesday night. We'll have a great time of worship and celebration. We'll, we'll uh, have teaching. We'll probably do the Lord's Supper uh, with this service a lot. But one of the big parts of that service is going to be more time for God's people, the body, to pray. Whether we pray alone, individually, whether we pray in groups, to bring the, the prayer needs of the church and, and to begin seeking God's throne on those things. And that will be really one of the emphases we want to pray on that particular night. That God, you show us your work in this. And I'm excited about being able to give to something like that. So those are the three. Re- I said three. Oh my, there's, there's four. I'm sorry, don't you hate when a speaker tells you three and then he adds one? You know, you're thinking, "Oh man, we're getting ready to go home." No, there, there's there's four. there's a fourth reason I give. I give to Colonial Heights Baptist Oaks. I'm gonna be honest with you. I just love the pastor at this church. <laughs> I mean, it just really, yeah. Let's let's clap for him. <laughs> Praise God, yeah. <laughs> Somebody back there said, "He's is he talking about himself?" <laughs> so, you know, you know, actually, why I bring that up? You know, I realize when you take last Sunday why I tithe, you take this Sunday, why I tithe at C.H. Baptist. I, I realize, folks, it's easy to sit, you know, out there somewhere and watch that guy up front and think, what? It, you're supposed to say that. It, you're supposed to do Aren't you like the pitch man for all this stuff? That, that's your job. And, you know, I, I guess for me to try to distance myself from that would be kind of, I mean, dumb. You're not going to buy it anyway. Yeah, that's what I'm supposed to do. But folks, I want to tell you something from my heart of hearts. I have never in my life put a single dollar in a plate because I'm the pastor of a church. I do not tithe because I'm the pastor here. I tithe because I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. And as strange as it may sound, this one is this going to really sound Strange. I don't give to Colonial Heights Baptist because I'm the pastor at Colonial Heights Baptist. I give to Colonial Heights Baptist for a much bigger reason than that. I give because I'm a member here, because I'm a part of this family. Amen? I don't give here because I'm a pastor. I give here because I'm a part of a family. Folks, this is our lights, it's our building. It's our ministries, it's our mission, it's our opportunity to bring the greatest glory we can to God and to advance His kingdom as far as we can. That's ours. That's ours together as a family. And you know, as a family, don't we all play different roles in a family? We all do a little bit. We bring our strengths and weaknesses. We bring our personality, our gifts and abilities. And so some of us are going to serve out there in the parking lot and others in the nursery and others in Bible fellowship or out there in the concourse. Some are serving behind this screen right there. That's the video room. We've got some people serving behind this screen. That's the sound room. All over this building, people are applying their gifts and abilities to serving God. But folks, I think while we do a lot of different things to make the family that we call Colonial Heights Baptist, while we do a lot of different things to to be effective and faithful and efficient in serving God, I believe every member of the family does at least two things. We all pray for what God's doing here at Colonial Heights Baptist, and we all give to what God is doing here at Colonial Heights Baptist. We pray and we give, because I'm a part of a family. On your way out today, you're going to get a, uh, a budget. Uh, it, it's a family budget. It's not the budget of a building. It's not the budget of an entity, of a business. It's the budget of a family. And it's a brief description of, of what makes up our budget. Uh, but as you look at that, folks, and as you understand that, I hope it gives you an opportunity to pray and to think about what have you seen God do here in the last year, in the last two years, in the last five years? What, how has what God's doing here affected you? I hope that's a tool to kind of help you think and pray about how you, how your family wants to be involved in what God is doing here. Folks, I feel so blessed. There's all kinds of places that we could be giving. I'm so blessed that I get to do my giving at Colonial Heights Baptist Church. Let's pray. Father, I come before you this morning and I believe, God, that I pray on behalf of everybody in here, thank you for our church. Thank you for our family. Thank you, God, for what you're doing in our midst, what you've done just this past year to to see 295 people baptized, 428 people join our church family. God, to see our family spreading out all over the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. God, I thank you for what's going on in a Bible fellowship class right now. People come together to share prayers and to study God's word together and And really just to walk with Christ together as friends. God, I thank you for all the people that are serving in all different kinds of capacities. And just finding the joy of giving themselves to exalting Jesus Christ. Father, you've given us something so precious and so wonderful in our church. And I do pray that we'd be wise stewards. We'd be good managers of what you've placed in our hands in this church. That we'd be good managers as an individual member of this family. We'd be good managers as a whole, as a body. And God, I pray that our church is is everything you dreamed of, everything you designed and intended when you put this group together that you called the church. God, I pray we are a powerful force for lifting high the name of Jesus Christ, bringing glory to you. I pray we are a powerful force for advancing your kingdom in this world. Thank you for our church. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.